Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Hello everyone. Zach Katie. Hey, hey, hey. And last and obviously least, Brett Freeman. Hi everyone. I'm last like <laughs> the third time in a row. Third time in a row. It's fine. Maybe one day you'll rank up and uh, be first. Maybe you should win some games first. It'll be the episode that it's just me and Brett. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have a little bit more spoilers came out. They did release an article of stuff that is coming out in the uh, these packs that they are releasing at the end of March. They leaked the spreads on the Asmodee Germany website. So we have a little bit more information. A little bit of a Vader spoiler coming down. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about this. Uh, but do we have any real news in X-Wing other than this? Like anything that we know about? Anything? I mean, we had this unofficial Swedish system open, but does it even matter? Like, do any... <laughs> I mean, I feel like nothing really matters in X-Wing. It kind of does yeah. definitely see that way. Seem that way. Nicholas got oh, forgetting existential. I feel like this is his like, third big TTS win, maybe fourth even. So uh, I, I feel like we're seeing a lot of the same names and a lot of the same names are coming out on top. So congratulations. Good job. He, uh, he kicked my butt in one of the uh, Gold Squadron tournaments, but he was a very nice guy. Yeah, hopefully we have something coming up soon. So, man, I, I'm just so burned out of, like, TTS X-Wing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, hard. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's the safe thing to do, and um, like I said, I, I know there's events coming up, so let's hope that everything does go back. I know I, I probably sound like a broken record talking about that, but um, why don't we just jump into this new packs coming out? So let's go right off the bat. Um, we got a Harrison Dulles spoiled. She's an I-6 in a A-Wing. So you're getting her both in the A-Wing and you're getting her in the B-Wing. So, uh, and her ability is exactly the same in the A-Wing, right? As the, the B-Wing. I'm sorry, yes, yes, it's the B-Wing. So I think she's a little bit better in the A-Wing. So it says, while another friendly ship errors one or two defends or performs an attack, you may transfer one of your focus tokens, evade tokens, or locks to that ship. Um, so I, I think this is good if she has information and just kind of wants to get out of the way. Um, she can pass off one of her tokens that is needed uh, to one of these other ships. Uh, I think I like her a little bit better in the A-Wing than I would in the B-Wing, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a better chance in the A-Wing that she's arc-dodged off somewhere where she's probably not getting shot. And it's a support-type ability that's now going to be priced much more competitively. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I think it's more just I-6 A-Wing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you can focus boost, get out of arc for everyone, and, and still pass that token or whatever. So, I think a lot more utility there. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, it's not... It, it's... You know, the obvious. We, we can sit here and talk about all the cool things you could probably do with her. But I think this is a real thing that is coming out in these packs that I think we really need to kind of talk about is the standardized upgrades that are coming with it. So the A-Wings have the standardized uh, configuration. And we know that when something is standard standardized, all ship types of that same thing have to take this upgrade. So if you take any A-Wing... Uh, for Rebels, you have to equip them all with this same upgrade if you take one. Uh, so, But they get the Vectored Cannons, which is gain an arc indicator, treat the arc requirement of your primary front primary attacks as a turret, and replace your Vectored Thrusters ability with, this, with the following. And the Vectored Thrusters says, during the system phase, you may perform a red boost or red rotate action you can rotate your turret indicator to your front or your back um i think this is cool the only thing that kind of sucks is that like it's not as good as the rz2s because you have to do it in the system phase um but i think at the same time you're 
having that option now to uh, be able to shoot out the back. Like, I, I think this is going to be good on, like, if you're bringing one A-Wing. I don't think you're going to be doing something where you're bringing a bunch of A-Wings because uh, you're going to be telegraphing a lot of what you're doing and everything. So, like, if I were to be bringing something like Jake or Hera, I think I would be taking this um, just so I can. And, and, like, especially with Jake being able to get that red boost off in the system phase uh, and giving a focus to someone that, like, could absolutely use it uh, because they know they might be getting bumped or something, and then you can clear it and then do, you know, all your shenanigans with Jake afterwards. Um, but I mean, other than that, I I personally feel that like I'm not taking a bunch of A wings. Something like how the five A wings and their resistance was um, to do that. Brett, you you did a little bit of that shenanigans. Yeah, I I kind of like this more, and and this is true for really most of the configs on a lower initiative ship. I think just because. Um, I mean, the system phase, then you're probably going to be moving first. So you can really plan out, uh, like, your repositions in advance to get into to really different uh, places than you would otherwise be able to get into. So it kind of keeps people guessing. I don't know how much I love it for higher initiative ships, because losing out on that ability to to focus and, and reposition with, you know, I-6 knowledge is, is actually kind of a, a big loss. Now here... You're getting a turret out the back. Like here, there's a really significant bonus. So maybe it makes sense to, to just throw it on people and, uh, you know, plan on rotating it one time during the game and, uh, you know, just hopefully not being in a situation where you're going to gonna be missing out with that reposition. But uh, I don't know. When you're taking away something you can do with perfect knowledge and giving it to the system phase, that seems like a really big loss particularly if you have to pay for it. And this one, where they're giving you a turret out the back, I imagine you have to pay a, no, a good number of points even to, to get this ability, and then to, to pay it for every single ship, it can add up really quickly. I mean, the price should be that they're A-Wings. That that's the cost. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. But no, I agree. I, I think it's... If it costs more than a point, I think it's... Eh. Eh. Now, okay, so we have the spreads leaked. Um, we're getting like a decent amount of A-wing prop pilots because I mean, there's only what four now. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're we know we're getting a couple more. So, um, uh, I'm curious if like the standardized, um, like Brett, do you think like it would be viable to bring a bunch of low initiative A-wings? I mean, I, I guess my question would be, why would you? Like, you could do the same thing in RZ2s without having to, to make the, the timing window unfavorable to yourself. Um, and you lose out on getting that, uh, um, like, advanced optics slot, which I know, you know, is not really in vogue right now because optics is, is so expensive. But I, I guess... I don't see why you would want to, to go the rebel route here. I guess unless you're one of those diehard, like, this is the only faction I play, I want to be doing RC1s. But if you're just going to be spamming them, like, there's a, a better ship available already that's almost identical. Yeah, but I need to play Resistance, and Resistance sucks. <laughs> I mean, I think I agree with Brett that the RZ2s do the swarming better, even though uh, Optics and Heroic are more expensive you know they give um it's more consistent damage to the rz2s that the rz1 still won't have i think it's it's hard for me to like mentally compare like the like to see it on the table what will it be like to do this system phase boosting i mean i guess the plus is that um you can avoid you know it helps avoid being blocked like boosting first like doing a red boost and then like a five straight which is blue on the a-wing i mean that really puts you in very different positions as opposed to boosting after but then again like i feel like when you can boost after it's really great for like curving around asteroids like threading a needle which is a lot harder to do when you're boosting first 
Uh, and I think the, that, but I do think that turret is invaluable, like really increases time on target. So yeah, definitely. So I, I yeah, so it's, that. so it's hard to picture it until it shows up. Um, I think it's still good, like on, like on Jake. So on Jake, I mean, he could, um, like he doesn't have to boost, you know, in the system phase and then he can boost as his action and then get himself a, um, as his regular action and still get himself a focus action and not be, you know, clinging to, you know, squad mates. True. Um, yeah, I think, so one of the big things that I do like about this though, is that the A-wing dial is like great that it has all those blues on there. So that red boost in the system phase doesn't really hurt you. I mean, Super easy to clear that stress. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and they're already stressed a ton, anyway, and their their dial has been fine for that. So um, I, I agree. I don't think the stress is a a big concern here. And going into the system phase, not being stressed, right? Like, hey, if they plan on boosting, they know they have to to turn in a a blue maneuver. But I mean, it also opens up the the one and three turns, and you know, I mean, even I guess the sloops as far as what your opponent has to plan for. Where with the RZ2s, they know in advance, okay, you're doing a two maneuver or a three bank, or I guess any type of straight, but um, your dial's slightly limited on the RZ2s when you're stressed, where here going to the system phase, it's probably going to be open all the time. I mean, and I do think it's neat how vectored cannons are, it's different from um, whatever the RZ2 ability is called. It's just, they will fly differently, RZ1s and RZ2s. Like they'll feel different on the board. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I just think um, they're really cheap. That's like if if this is really expensive, it's going to be very disappointing because people really want a wings to be good. And it would just I mean, suck should if it they... like yeah. an RZ one with this? Like okay, so an I one RZ one with this versus an I one RZ two, should they be the same price? I mean, I would think that the RZ2 should be a point more? or two more expensive. All right. So, like, the just so is it Phoenix Squadron? So, the Phoenix Squadron should be like a point cheaper than the, was it the blue? Is it a blue squadron? Yeah. So, the blue squadron is 33 points. Um, the then... Phoenix is 28 without those. So, I mean, would you spend two to three points? Probably looking at three. If not, like, I can't imagine this being five points if it's standardized. Yeah, I could see two to three points, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, like I said, I, I can't see this being five points, because I think we're all on board that the RZ2's ability is definitely better. Um, <clears throat> so... I, I I don't know. Like I mean, like I, I'm still kind of stead on that standardized that um that uh, you're probably not bringing a swarm of little guys with this. And uh, based on like the abilities, I, I don't even know if it would be worth it. Like I think this is one of those that you just plug it onto Jake. Um, I don't know if you'd want to do Hera, but uh, yeah, I, I would definitely throw it on something like Jake. Or um, I guess it depends on the other guys. I mean, so if you make it if you make it four points, you could put starboard slash on there, and still run six of them, um, and you can't do a starboard slash with six RZ twos. That that might be a, a compromise worth making. I, I don't think I'd necessarily hate that just off the bat. True. Um. All right. Yeah. So, do you think it's going to be viable, Brett? Do you think we're going to see a lot of these record cannons? No, I don't think we're going to see a lot, but I, I do certainly think we're going to see some. People really do love their A-Wings. That's it true. is a cool ship. So uh, I think we... God, you know, the fact that there's only four in a pack makes me worry they're really expensive, but that could also just be, you know, smart product uh, management. I think that's pretty decent that there's four in a pack. Well, so it's, it's decent if they are really expensive, right? But if you could still run six, then becomes a little less decent i guess where you know it seems like most of these other configs that are coming out they're giving you as many as you're probably going to need in a, a list 
True. I don't know. I, I'm sure we're going to see some of these. Um, I don't know if it's higher initiative yet or lower initiative, but I, I don't think it's going to be a mix at least. That'll be my hot take. Right. Um. So one of the things that I did notice in these packs is that they are, so I believe on, on the spread we have for rebels they have that tie tier fron belly run i don't even know how to say it belly run um i believe that they are in the they were spoiled with the scums packs but they are also in the rebel packs as well uh so what we were just saying this earlier that like these are probably going to be our the new card packs uh going forward uh cuz i was looking at the scum stuff and it does come with all the scum cards that come with a uh, Django Fett's ship. So, uh, although it's kind of sucks that you can't just go for now at least go and buy a card pack. It's also nice that they're giving you a bunch of the cards that uh are that you couldn't get otherwise. So like um instead of let's say you're strictly a scum player, you don't have to go out and buy that Django Fett, but at the same time you still got to buy uh these packs to get those cards. Instead of just buying like a cardboard little box and then uh, has all like the dials and uh, card upgrades on there, but I, I think it's a decent compromise. I mean, you're getting some cool ships and the pro- painted ships, and you're getting all the uh, other stuff that is included with it. So I'm in favor and of the that. The ships look really cool. Yeah, and let's be—I mean, the card packs. If we're just talking from a financial standpoint, weren't the cheapest things out there. Like, I thought they right. were a good value, right? But, I mean, they split it up into three packs. It's not like you could just go and buy the, the one year's card pack. It was still, like, I think 60 bucks to buy all three of them. So, I mean, here it's 50 bucks, and you're you're getting three ships out of it. Like, it, it seems like a pretty worthwhile trade to me. I mean, I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure probably everyone on this podcast bought one card pack for three different gas clouds. Like, <laughs> that's all I wanted from it was three different gas clouds. Um, so I'll be excited to not have to buy one of those again. Right. Uh, it's also like a good starting point. Like, uh, obviously that's something that we, we've talked about for a bit is that if you just want to get into a specific faction, these are definitely good starting points for that. Um, but with that being said, we should just touch base on this B wing. Um, what does this say? The blade wing. Blade Wing prototype. So this is for Epic only, but we we were talking about this last uh, episode of when Harold was in the B Wing and she shot out this like super quad laser. But uh, it adds the gunner slot. It's an attack that your target locked in says gain one ion token to perform this attack. If the attack hits, the defender suffers one additional hit crit damage for each matching uncancelled result after the first. Uh, so that's pretty slick, uh, but it's a three dice attack at range two to four. Um, I, I think it's cool that they added it. I'm glad that they didn't um, include this into just regular uh, X-Wing, that it is a uh, epic upgrade only. Um, Although they it, did say in the article that there was going to be a non-epic version. Right, so we are still waiting on that. Um, which has me thinking of some of this other stuff that I'll talk about later. Um, I, I like it. It's cool. I mean, Epic is something that we don't really talk about all over on the show, but it's I'm enjoying that they are adding like the thematic stuff that actually goes with these ships. Yeah, um, I mean, it is very thematic for what it was in the show, too, right? Of like, it's the kind of thing in-game that will wreak havoc on zero agility large ships and right. do nothing against smaller ships. Right, and and then at the same time, it's like uh, you you're, you're kind of like blowing your load by sitting there. You're gonna shoot this giant laser, and then you have to sit there next turn and uh. Oh no! You know, has to do one straight. Right. <laughs> so, um, I definitely think that's cool. I'm excited to see what they do with regular. Brett, uh, sometimes you have to one bank. That's that's fair. And one talent roll every now and again. Sometimes you have to start facing off the board. Don't give people my secrets. Sorry. No, All right. So before we get into the big TIE Defender reveal, we'll start with the configuration. 
Uh, so they have the new configuration. This is also standardized. Uh, that this one says decrease the difficulty of your turning uh, maneuvers, increase the difficulty of your K turn maneuvers, and replace the full throttle ability. And this has advanced fire control after you perform a cannon or missile attack. If you have a lock on the defender, you may perform a bonus primary attack after, against the defender. I Everything that I've been reading, people are very, very low on this. Um, this is hot. 1.0 over again. Yeah, well, I mean, like, again, I, I think it's thematics. Um, I don't see this thing. I know people are even speculating that this decreases the points of your ship, but I, I can't see that happening. Um, if that happens, maybe it's playable. But absent that happening, I don't see why anyone would want this card, except for fun. Like, competitive-wise, I mean, it seems absolutely horrible. If this drops two points, your defender two points, do you take this with triple defenders? And just don't even worry about the ability, just that, uh... Yeah. The fact no, that you can I still, triple I, defenders? I still don't, like... What, what's except so good the, about triple defenders if they don't get to token stack? Sure. If they can't, like... K turn and can't get all the abandons. Yeah, can't get the full throw. Just do they lose the red K turn, the red two K? Uh no, I if, think that still just stays no. red. Right. And so right, I mean if at first you read this and you're like, oh well at least Countess Riot will still be pretty good with it. But no, apparently it turns out that even she has red K turns. Um, which really sucks. Like that was the only uh, defender that I thought maybe this could be really fun with, but I I just don't understand it. I it seems like such a waste. I mean, I feel like it would have to drop the cost pretty significantly. Like enough, I think, where you could take three with an auto blaster cannon. Like maybe that makes sense, but I think like out. like full throttle. Like how many points is full throttle worth on a defender? It's worth a lot of points. Negative two in first edition, apparently, but I would say probably <laughs> like six or seven. <laughs> yeah, like you would pay, like if it was a, a talent slot, how much would you pay for full throttle? You know, a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that it's in second edition, I would definitely agree with Brett. It's probably six to seven points. I mean, I can't see this high defender elite title dropping a ship six to seven points. No, I mean we don't have any precedent for a negative point card in 2.0, right? At most we, at best we have zero points, and I I can't see this being a zero point card either, just based on how they value bonus attacks. I mean, what is the uh, the S foils for the the B wing? I mean, that's kind of similar to this, right? And that's a number. Yeah, that's what like I was. Three points. It was two points. Two but points. yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up. Like, look at the S foils for the B wing. Like, no one uses the cannon part of it. And you have to spend that lock to do that attack. On the, yeah. the B-Wing, not here. On the okay, B-Wing, so on the B-Wing, yeah. This is a little better. better. I just If it didn't have the lock requirement, I, I think I would be okay with it, right? Like, you just have to spend your action now to to do your evade. So you're, you're chucking two naked shots. I think that's fine. But here, you don't get an evade. You have to take a target lock action that you can't use on the first shot. So you can only use it, um, you know... On, on shot number two, I guess you could put FCS on there, but now you're just dumping more points into a ship that's going to die if someone looks at it wrong. I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, okay. So like I'm like having flashbacks of first edition, and one of our locals did run this with the uh, tractor beam cannon, but it's kind of like... The tractor beam cannon's four points, and like I can understand that, like let's say you want something a little bit more aggressive, and uh, you could do something like that where yeah, tractor are free. beam, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend uh, my action on a target lock just so that way I can do a primary after my useless jamming beam. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like let's say like something on like you know whisper or something. I, I, maybe. If you get a free shot, I guess. Um, and, and like I said, like maybe that's the that's their idea behind this is that like it makes the ship a little bit more aggressive. Um, 
I've, I know we're all on the same page that like it, it probably isn't good, but like maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe this is something that like you want to take this an epic and you can make like two shots on like in a huge ship or something like that. Like, uh, I mean, okay, that sure. might if be they're, if they're planning stuff for epic, that is fine. I, I will, not. right. I, I can tell you I'm not thinking about it or criticizing it as far as Epic goes. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, like, it kind of makes sense that, like, you know, you you don't probably need to K-turn as much uh, in Epic or, you know, those turns might be a little bit more with such huge targets. But um, maybe that's their thought process behind this. But as far as it goes in regular, I, I think. I think unless it goes down points, it's not worth bringing because like i said i mean like uh, i would say that like if you could be able to do, let's say take a free uh shot with your tractor beam or jamming beam if you want strip like uh whispers token or try to def- um you know get that lucky shot off with your tractor beam and then take your shot with your uh primary i mean maybe you can push them up to range one or something i don't know but I think at the same time, it gives the defender that maybe a little bit more aggressiveness. Like, if you're playing a guy that always jousts you. But uh, as far as a competitive level, I don't see this at all. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we are all pretty (laughs) negative on this card. (laughs) Right. I would love to see someone pull it off, but it's like I I like to root for the underdog. We're so high right. it that it's going to win worlds this year. I mean, next year, next year, twenty twenty two. Uh, so we had the leak that Darth Vader is in a defender, and boy, so I said last week that we knew Darth Vader wasn't going to be in a defender because it hadn't been spoiled, and I've never been so excited to be wrong. Right. Just throwing that out there. I was wrong, and it was it was glorious so okay but he does not have the same ability um so his ability says you cannot spend force except while attacking you uh perform an attack you may spend one force to change a one blank result to a hit result and then has the full throttle ability so it's uh, it's kind of just like okay cool you just save all your force for offense and then you take your uh, evade and your focus for defense. So I know everyone's like, oh, he's going to cost 100 points. Everyone, some people are saying he's going to cost under 100 points. Um, I don't think it matters. It's you could probably cost this dude at 110 points, and it's Vader and a defender. Um, yeah, I've been like when I've been playtesting him right now, I've been going at 105. That seems like a deal, actually. Uh, some people think he might be significantly cheaper because you don't get to spend that force on defense, but who cares? Like, you throw advanced sensors on him, and he is just the the X-Wing ship of dreams or nightmares. But dreams right, so... Oh, okay, breaking down, like, it says you cannot perform, spend um, force except while attacking. So that kind of takes out all those... What are they called? Um, the force talents. Yeah, so yeah. You, can, you can take hate. You can take um, sense and use it only at range one. And I think right now those are the only ones that you can actually spend the uh, the force or that you can actually really get value on. You could take um, the the one that lets you uh, foresight, but you can only use it in the uh, engagement phase. So. Why would you necessarily want to use that instead of just using your primary? Um, but so yeah, not a ton of things that he is um, able to do. Maybe you can take predictive shot. I guess uh, that would all depend on the 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 timing window. Um, but yeah, not you're you're definitely losing out on the the force upgrade slot, which presumably he's going to have. Um, and you certainly can't take precog or supernatural, which is obviously what they were trying to make it so you could not do. I mean, <laughs> let's just say you pay. He's a hundred and five points. 
That would put it up to 137 points. Yeah, like, why not? (laughs) Totally worth it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. Take those, you know, I I think it's fine. Um, Okay, so uh, one of the things that I, I think... This obviously can be very strong. It's an I six. Um, it's probably the chassis is super strong uh, in the Defender chassis. Um, rumor was going around in one of the forums that he it's possible he might not have a sensor slot, um, which obviously is there so he can't take advanced sensors. But I think um, even with advanced sensors, I don't think it's that crazy of a. You know, ship like it's good because I mean, like if you're if you're taking advanced sensors, you're kind of knocking off the full throttle ability. Um, yeah, but you're probably moving last with him, uh, mm-hmm. unless someone cheats and removes an upgrade at the last second. And if it you're moving last with him and you advance sensors, you can make it so he's almost never going to get shot. Like he's just so maneuverable with that, uh, that ability and all that knowledge that. He is going to be an absolute beast with advanced sensors. I mean, you and I were just playing, right? Like yeah. he, he was, he was pretty, uh, pretty god-like, and he wasn't moving last there. My um, Fenral got half points on your Vader. Don't be mad. It's true. <laughs> it happened on the last turn because I didn't play smart, right? I I turned in, I right. got too aggressive, but I I had the entire ability to just make it so you could never shoot me that turn, right? And that's what he can do. Right? He can make it so he just will not be touched through an entire game. And he still can use all of his force to to hit for, it's like 2.8 uh, per turn. Like, he's he's hitting really hard and is extremely uh, tanky. Absolutely. I, I think he's going to be worth every point that you can put in him. The, mo- the, the more expensive, the better, probably. That's, uh, yeah, that, that game really kind of, like... Um it's the X-Wing I don't like to see. But, like, we kind of, at the 30-minute mark, we kind of, like, sat there and agreed. We're like, okay, like, we can sit here and fly around for 30 minutes and not see any action and then, like, figure it out there. And and I think this might be a little bit of a problem for the game because, like, I mean, we know he's going to be expensive. We know he's going to be very good. And if lists are starting to come out, of let's say two ship lists with vader and something else obviously vader's probably not soloing an entire list by himself but he's absolutely can survive uh you know an hour and 15 minutes to the very end of the game and now that's going to like bring problems of now how many points can you bid down to because there's going to be so many Vader mirrors and all this fun stuff where I think it's going to be, um, I, I don't want to say bad for the game, but I, I think it's going to be very hard. Um, no, I mean, bad for the game might be completely accurate, right? Like if we get to a, a Sunfact level bidding more of 20 something points, like that's not good for the game. And this is a serious gatekeeper that, um, you know, could, really cause a very big negative play experience for a newer player. Right. Right. Like, I mean, you, you're a very experienced player. I don't feel bad flying uh, <laughs> Vader and a defender against you. If I'm playing someone who's at their first tournament ever, like I feel really bad for that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, that's, a, that is like really on the news that like, I've, I, I would not, be surprised if we see 20 point bids of this if not more i mean like okay so you flew vader whisper how low could you have gone i mean i i i don't need juke on there right like juke is is kind of just there to for for fun so i could i could have gotten down to 18 points and not given up too much in as far as uh offense goes after that i have to get rid of fifth brother or advanced sensors and i don't want to give up either of those so I mean, 18 points is really where I would be at a situation where I'm not feeling like I'm giving much up. But I could also have just taken Soontier with Predator. Um, and, I mean, gosh, then 
two tier with predators fifty six. So I would have had a thirty four point bid. That's nuts. <laughs> like I, I don't think that's necessarily the way to go, but it you're gonna still be able to win a lot of games with it. Hear me out, guys. What if Vader the Defender is epic only? I will cry. <laughs> like shocked. as, as yes, yeah, I am sad. Like for the new players and everything, but I'm not gonna lie. Like I love flying Vader, and I'm really excited to 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 fly a Defender again. Like it was my favorite ship in 1.0. I'm really glad they're trying to bring it back. So that would be really sad for a lot of uh, older players. I think I, th- I thought the K-wing was your favorite. No, Miranda was my favorite. Oh, Miranda. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. So I, I I'm on board with you that like I think the Defender's been a ship that's kind of uh taken the backseat for most of 2.0. Um we I know we're all excited for Vader. Uh, we have our issues that we, you know, we obviously will have to address when, you know, we actually have some data. But you can see here that there are other Defender ships that are coming out. So um Maybe we'll get something decent about them. You know, something other than Vader that could really put the Defender back on the table otherwise. Sure. A Defender that says, turn off Vader's ability. I'm probably going to turn Vader, though. Um, I mean, obviously everyone is. With their 19-point bids and 20-point bids and end up being 32-point bid. And they'll probably be right. Like That'll probably be the right thing to do in a competitive setting. But who wants to play that game? Like... I don't. I I don't really want to play against it. That's for sure. Right. Um. So I I I totally get what you're saying. It's not fun. I mean, it it kind of seems like a supernatural Anakin on steroids. I want to hear from people that like literally like enjoy dodging attacks and only like maybe like plinking off like fifteen twenty points and then winning that way like. I mean that's me sometimes. Like I do fly that a lot. Like I don't hate it, but it Zach. it's not as fun as actually engaging. Zach, how how much like Brett's just a scumbag, right? Yes, he's a scumbag. We <laughs> already all knew this. What? <laughs> this isn't news. Is this why I'm last every week? <laughs> every week. He's finally figured it out, folks. <laughs> finally figured it out. Poor. Brett. No. Or Brett. Well, hi guys. You're my friends. Hi guys. <laughs> no, I mean I get what you're saying. Like if you do want to play the game that way, that's fine. But like I mean, like something like that, like a two ship list like this, like that could absolutely defense stack and like <sighs> Yeah. Um I mean the really the 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 key thing here is you gotta take away their their repositions, right? I mean so if you're flying against an eight ship list, like it, it might actually struggle because you're able to block the 4K and you're able to stop it from being able to, to do any type of reposition, um, like so. This, there are counterplay options available, but they seem to be counterplay options in the list building stage, which is never a, a great thing for X-wing. Right. And it's even still, like, just if he has advanced sensors on him, just throw advanced sensors, take your Vade, and hope that you can blow something up and um, dodge. I mean, beefy enough. It's got seven health. Yeah, right. It's, 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 it's really <laughs> tough to get those things down past half. Right. With three agility, it's this is fine. Everything's fine. I hope Vader's yeah, It was not fine. It was not fine. And keep okay. in mind, I mean, by hitting so hard, he's making himself more tanky because people are having to probably spend their mods on on defense. Yep, yep, it came up in our game. It did. Um, but I guess because he doesn't can't double reposition, it's fine, right? Everything's fine. And again, he's still not fine. Um, all right, anything else you want to talk about with anything else that we had spoiled for Imperials? I mean, I mean there's, we these, there's the um, the other config option. I, did we we didn't see this already? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, so sensitive controls. Uh, replace your auto thruster ship. This is for 
Um, the, interceptors. Yes, thank you. Tie interceptors. Uh, so during the system phase, you may perform a red barrel or red boost. So, is it yeah. is it limited to just interceptors? I thought it was anyone who had auto thrusters. Oh yeah, you're right. So I mean, I guess that could go with um, the tie silencer. Yeah, that would be the, the other one. But I, I mean, I think it could actually be pretty good on them. So that's just the reason why I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't say otherwise. So, uh, why would it be good on the uh, silencer? Um, just the the lower initiative ones, and and same is true for the the interceptor, the tie interceptors as well. I think this is a card that is definitely designed for those lower initiative ships. Kind of like what we were talking about with the. Uh, the yeah, A-Wing being able to reposition in the, the system phase and how that can give you a lot of, of different options. I, I think that's really just where the utility is here. You don't see much happening with these lower initi initiative ships, so it gives them like a mini decloak um, and lets them get into some, some cooler positions. Uh, so I, I just think it's the, the Silencer is a really tanky ship anyway, so I think it could, and it has a great dial, I think it could give them fun options potentially. Yeah. Faux show. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, like, the Autothruster is on, like, the lower ship, so it's, like, it's cool to have, but it's, like, you're not really ever doing it, so. But how much are you, how much are you willing to, to pay for this, right? This is another thing where we have a standardized upgrade that, you know, is likely to cost a decent number of points, and it may be worse than what the ship can already do. Like, it, it really depends on the matchup, I think, if it's how good it actually even is. I think I'd pay two points for this. Uh, I think you probably would have to pay two points. I think you're probably right on there with, with the cost, which you'd still be able to then run six uh, alphas. Uh, so that that would make sense from a cost perspective. And you'd still be able to run four silencers. So, yeah, you're probably dead on. It's probably... <laughs> Uh, two points exactly, and uh, there's really not much else you would be putting on those ships for two points, so uh, probably makes sense to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm i on board. I mean, sure, we could copy and paste, copy and paste all the ships that we want, but um, it's something that I think is it's not really, I, I don't I'm not a fan of like just bringing this on a bunch of ships. Like I think I would bring it on like maybe one or two ships, um, and, and go that route as opposed to let's see if we can bring as many ships as possible with this. Um, no, you're not. But bringing, you I mean, would never bring this on soon tier, right? <laughs> right. Like and, you're not bringing a Kylo. Tier. Never. You're definitely not bringing a Kylo. Yeah, strictly lower initiative ships. I think right. that this makes sense. Huh? Right. 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 And, and I mean, going off of what you were just saying, maybe that is. That could end up being like you know a really good medical if Vader is something that you really uh becomes a problem that you know you need to get in that right uh, position to block most of his routes you know. And all right, anything else you want to talk about, bro? Jonathan, how do you like the uh, Imperial stuff? I know you're a big Imperial player. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Good. I am listening. Yes, I agree. All right. Um, so let's jump into the scum spoils uh, and what a letdown it was. Uh, Sorry, man, you were so excited. That's okay. It's okay. You were, I knew you were looking forward to new Y wing and uh, Hawk pilots, right? I. That's exactly what I want. What I, you every know, scum player wanted. We need more force users, and we got one. So that's cool. Um, but all right. So. Uh, you know, let's talk about the Y wing first. So, however you say this, the tier fawn belly run. Uh, you can perform special attacks even while at range zero of asteroids. While you defend, if you are at range zero of an obstacle, attack right dice cannot be rerolled. Man, when I first read this, I thought it said attack dice cannot be rolled, and that would be an awesome goddamn upgrade, but. It's not. Um, no, it definitely does not say that. <laughs> it does not say that. Um, it, it, you know what? I tell you what. If it said, if you are at range zero of an obstacle and the tactics cannot be modified, I think it would even be like 
worth taking. But I don't think this is, I've you know, it's whatever. The thing it exists. It's it exists. It's like if it's zero points and I have a Y wing because I'm not bringing goddamn Podrick. Um, if I have like zero points and I want to throw this on Cavill and. Uh, you know, I would probably do it. Um, but yeah, that's like really the extent of this. So turret attacks are special attacks, right? Yes. Okay. I thought they were. I just was doubting myself at the last. Uh, right, last right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's, it is what it is. Um, like you have it to could take a fifty percent chance of taking damage every turn to be able to use the uh, offensive part of it. Sure, right. but I mean the offensive part is just um, it's not even that good. It's like it's like literally just like uh, the point of getting the defensive part would be completely useless if you know you're purposely hitting asteroids. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, if it was, it said that your the attacker's dice could not be modified. I think I'd be a little bit more on board. I'd probably even take it for like maybe two points. But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, I'm out on this now. It's whatever. Um, and our boy Podrick, he was better in Game of Thrones um, than he was in Star Wars. But uh, I three. Y-Wing pilot, after a friendly device that you have locked detonates each enemy ship at range 0 to 1 of that ship, of that device, gains a strain token. Man! Why does scum suck in this pack? That is a very strange ability. It's a strange ability because it's like bombs aren't even relevant, and, you know, people are dodging, like, I don't know. Like, I just hate that they're making all these things that you have locked, like uh, abilities. It, it's just help me out. I mean, could this be an epic upgrade? Like ship? Like, do you drop bombs in front of giant ships, and then does strains really help them? Nim holds something, and I don't know. It's crossed my mind. I mean, I won't lie. I've thought about Nim and stuff, but. Or even just, I don't know. You could get the um, R3 astromech, lock two bombs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just not not good. Um, hey, what does his title mean? Napkin Bomber? Yeah. Let's Google Napkin Bomber and see if that anything comes up. It'll be like something on a... And urban the FBI is at your door. Nothing like oh. someone from the post office googling oh, right. napkin bomber. Oh wait, it's actually a Star Wars wiki. Napkin bombing uh, occurred when a Maxine Warriors bombed a conference building of the New Republic's Galactic Senate on the Hosnian Prime. Oh, I read about that in the book. I actually hey, that. Yeah, yeah like so, the, I think it was the Bloodlines book or something. You can read. Whoa. Whoa. So yeah, there's that. I mean, sure, if you want to hand out strain tokens and get bombed, uh, your opponent's probably dead anyway. So, I'm out on Podrick. I'm out on this belly run. Um, Cutthroat, though, I feel like it could have some kind of use. So, after another, as a scum EPT, after another friendly ship at range 0-3 is destroyed, if that ship is limited or has the cutthroat upgrade, you may remove one of your orange or red tokens or recover one non-recurring charge on your ship card or one of your equipped upgrade cards. Um, so, like, I, I think it's a good way to, like, reload. I think that would probably be... Yeah, that this seems pretty, pretty solid. Right. Um, so, like, uh, granted, it's an EPT, so some, you're kind of limited in that regard. Um... But if you're spamming some things like, uh, I don't know, let's say you're spamming those seeks with uh, missiles, that might be worth it. Um, 
you know, and don't get me wrong, I, I think the removing the one orange or red tokens, you'd be surprised. I mean, like Scum gets them a lot. Like they're they are they are K turning a lot. They are, you know, the Fang Fighters are pushing a lot. So we have that going. You know, it'd be cool to actually get your stress and then open up the dial a little bit more. Um, so there is that. I, I think this is okay. It's still like you know probably has to be like in the one to two point range for me to take it. Um, but otherwise I, I think that's, you know, the, the biggest thing, like, I, I like the versatility of it that you can do a number of things with it. So you have to, um, what am I saying? Uh, so the cut, you have to have the cut through upgrade or a limited ship. Um, so yeah, I, I think this will be fine. I, th- I think it'll, it'll see play. Um, right, do we have another rig cargo shoot? That's pretty cool. Yeah, or exactly. Contraband or transponder codes. Like there, there's definitely some, like it, it, it adds, uh, some value to the elicits, which are generally a bit disappointing. Um, I mean, you could just get another proton torpedo potentially. Like if you pull that off, that's really good. Right. <laughs> Like I, I think this is definitely the most exciting thing besides Kanan we've seen in this scum pack. I wouldn't say it's like super exciting. There, there's not much competition, but uh, it still is a card that I think most factions would be really happy to get. Right. I, I mean, I definitely think the elicits might be one of the best things. Um, for a second, so the non-recurring charge on your ship card. So there's only two ships that it can uh, bring, and that is the Jumpmaster that is Tel Travera. So that would be kind of funny. Or he just comes back like five times. Exactly. He just comes back five times, and then uh. You just have to keep killing him over and over again, which, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to kick that out, like, to see, like, if you literally just throw him into the mix by himself and have, like, a bunch of, like, the cheapest possible things in the back just waiting. And then when he dies, you just start sending them out. Um, And then the other option would be uh, in the YV, uh, what's his name? Uh, Morallo, which I, I wouldn't take. I, I think that would be nonsense. Yeah, how many times do you really need to fly off the board? Uh, yeah, if you're doing it more than twice, then, but, but that Teltraver, uh, that might be funny. Something that to look seems at like just... the kind of combo that like you just try like all day to pull off, and when you do, it doesn't matter if you win the game or not, you feel like you won. You would think that. Okay, so let's say it costs two points, and let's say you can throw a hull upgrade on him. Uh, so he's fifty-one points, and then what is the cheapest thing? Probably oh, the Black Sun days. Soldier. But on the why or the, the Z ninety-five? Oh, so All right, so you can take one, two, three, four. Um, five of these and have 19 points left over with that. Just make a super fat tell. Oh, let's throw some proton rockets on them. Yeah, that's fine. Because then they can reload those things. I'm on board. We got it. I, you know, uh, that might not be the worst thing in the world. What you're saying, two points is for it, right? I'm hoping. I mean, if it's even cheaper, that'd be fine. I I think three points, you kind of have to have the exact right build. If it's two points, I think you can mess around with it. I think I would probably go with... Uh, I mean, Z95s might be the way to go, because they die. And you kind of want these things to die. Oh, man, what if you just bring, like... I'm just going off on tangents here now. Thanks for listening, guys. What if you bring the title on that, and then you bring uh, on Teltravera, and then you bring R5TK, and then you blow up your own ships to ensure that you get that charge back? Now you're just trying too hard. Okay, <laughs> fine. Oh, wait a second. Before that, said, it was all reasonable, but now... Dead man, you did man switch everything, and then you, you get those charges. No, um... 
When the tryhard says you're trying too hard, you're trying too hard. I'm trying too hard. I'm trying. I'm trying to find like the silver lining in these scum packs. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to do. I mean, granted, it's probably going to be this, but um, you're gonna pull a muscle trying to do that. I might try the Teltravera just to see. I mean, and like it's funny because like I literally just bashed because um. Going to time and like I feel like this is a list that like obviously okay gotta put a cannon on him um like I feel like this is a list that you don't like win the game by blowing everything up I mean maybe you can but um I guess your end game is probably to make a fat tell and hope that he survives to the end at half points maybe I don't know that's bad this is bad stop Just listening or a defender if that's how you want to play uh that's what I'm gonna end up doing. Um, but yeah, I think I I know. Like I said, if you go to the German uh, website for Asmodee, you can download the rules packet that comes in all these ships or all, all these packs and translate it in Google Translator, and it, it tells you everything that's coming through. And like I said, it has the scum upgrades that came in Django's uh, fire spray so i mean like these are the card packs now it it looks like um and and i'm okay with that all right here we go so you add the autopilot drone in for your last 12 points then you have a ship that's guaranteed to die that's limited that's true but i mean it's like that's within three turns you gotta you just blow your your contrabands for everyone and then they get another one back we can make this work make this work all right ffg or amg whoever's releasing this little asmodee we should we should just call it asmodee that should be the plan um you're not wrong they they need to release some better scum stuff so i can stop raging out right now all right so anything about these packs that we missed that you want to talk about no it's a pack. i'm sorry the scum one. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, I just meant in the paint jobs look awesome though. The oh, scum yeah. paint jobs. I think the scum it's... paint jobs are the best ones. Gotta give them something. So, yeah, I can't wait to fly a bunch of Y wings that I give two shits about. And if you're a new player looking at a uh, hey, how can I get into X wing buying one of these? Get the uh, Empire one because the other ones only get you like half of a, a list. You could you could actually build out a, a full two hundred point list with the Empire one. I think that's true. All right, guys. Any shout outs? Anything before we close out for tonight? No crickets. 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 X Wing is not dead yet. It's My hot. It's exciting. It's just coming out of hibernation. My hot take is, and I've said this before, is we are not going to see any AMG influence stuff until they renew that contract with uh, Disney. If they renew that contract with Disney in 2023. I have a feeling that they uh, FFG probably transferred enough stuff that uh, we're just going to see a bunch of FFG stuff for the foreseeable future. We had said on the AMG stream it'd be at least a year. So that would probably put us, what, 2022? And then it expires in 2023? Because they specifically talked about um, the labeling, the branding on the packaging. Right. And when it would flip over to AMG packaging. That's my hot take. All right, guys. Um... I think that's going to do it for this week's show. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you're a fan of the show, check us out on Facebook, Patreon, Discord, all those fun stuff. Um, Other than that, have a great night. And thanks again for listening. Bye, everybody.